1924 when he threw rocks around a canyon down into the modern age he's been a boon companion though many folks have seen him know now none of them have held him or brought a decent hand sample to dr jeffrey meldrum if you're walking through the woods one night and you see a vague footprint Build a mold and cast that bitch, cause it could be a hit. But if you've never seen a Sasquatch, just seek and you will find. Because Bigfoot is a state of mind. Yes, Bigfoot is a state of mind. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hidden Zoo, where every week or so we make fun of an animal that probably doesn't exist. My name's Don, and with me as always is Blake. This one definitely does, though. It totally exists. We saw, we For saw sure. video evidence of it. <laughs> and it's, what was, did it even have a name? No. Because this was just a, a whole cloth creation one, wasn't it? Yeah, that's, that's what I got out of it. Did so, we ever have an explanation for what or where or why? Oh, I think. I, th- I don't well, remember that ever be, there being an explanation. Let's... Let's tell everybody what we're talking about before we get into it. So this week we are going to talk about a bad cryptid movie we watched the other day called Legendary. From 2013? I think 13. Is that right? Yeah. Starring a whole bunch of nobodies and also Dolph Lundgren. (laughs) Some people. And then they had Dolph Lundgren for like a week. Yeah. And he was like, he was the bad guy, but also the monster was the bad guy, but not really. So yeah, the monster was just uh, a critter. Yeah, it uh, it was eating people, but not 2013. Yeah, not maliciously. This is a UK China production. Yep. So and mostly could, China. You could tell because there were a bunch of people doing bad American accents and also a bunch of Chinese actors. <laughs> yeah, lots of Chinese actors, and it looked like it was in China. Yep, it was set in China. It was. It was set in China. But the prologue, there's a prologue was that has remarkably little to no effect on the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's it's a complete waste. Like I think it's supposed <laughs> to it's supposed to set up why the main character is reluctant to go back into the field because like that dude got killed. So what the the for the prologue is they're looking for uh the mega bear in Siberia, whatever mm-hmm. that thing is called. The Whatever the like a like a cave bear, yeah, it's a big ass bear, a relict, a relict cryptid. Well, let's, so, let's, you know, let's, a mega a megafauna bear. Let's and back they up. Fucking find it. Let's back up. Let's let's give a brief overview. So I don't remember any of the characters' names. It's not important. There's no, cryptozo- I don't remember either. There's cryptozoology guy and his team. And he was way too handsome to be a cryptozoologist. Oh yeah, way too handsome. Way too ripped. Way too not wearing a vest and or hat. <laughs> Oh, who did? I had a I had a goof on who they couldn't get <laughs> that I was thinking of. Oh, I know who it was. It's uh, the oldest brother from Party of Five. Like, they wanted him <laughs> but couldn't get him. <laughs> so they got this British dude. And so they got whoever this guy is. That's all these movies. It's like, well, we want. Oh, it's not Scott Wolf. Scott Wolf. It's, <laughs> it's the, the, the younger brother. <laughs> It's the the older brother from Party of Five, but not him. Well, what about Jessica Alba? No, wrong '90s number show. That was okay. Can we get the dad from that one? No, he's a child molester. Can we get Can we get Jennifer Love Hewitt? How about Lacey Chabert? Mm, yeah, it's the best I can. Oh, we do. can't. We can't get her. Shit. Um. Hmm. <laughs> Don't even Why ask about names- Sarah Michelle Gellar. Find, like, a British split the difference. <laughs> so, Crypto Guy uh, doesn't want to do any more crypto hunting because the bear killed his friend or something. That's what was and, so... It's, that's what so would say it is, like, they, they're looking for a cryptid in the first ten minutes, and they find one. Yep. <laughs> and not only that, it, then Dolph Lundgren murders it. And we, we were like, wait, I thought this was about a giant lizard. Oh, okay, the bear is just the prologue. That this is just setting up that this guy is really good at actually finding the crypt. And, and Dolph Lundgren likes to kill them. And so they clearly prove that this exists, and that has no effect on any of the <laughs> nope. rest of the movie. I was I didn't realize that until after we were. I was thinking about it afterward. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute. They found one at the beginning, and that had zero effect on the rest of the movie. Like he's not a celebrity. Nope. He doesn't nope. get. Like, government funding or backing, because he actually did 
the thing that no one has ever done. So <laughs> a, find the thing they went looking for, like immediately. So he's he's contracted by a a actually a guy a British guy doing a British accent, representing a rich funder who wants him to go back into the field and and find this giant beast that's been killing people in China on a work, some like a work site, like they're building a dam or something. Some kind know. of a pipeline or something. Yeah, there and, was a giant pipe involved. Uh, yeah, they were laying. Oh, I know. The prologue just sets up that this guy wants to catch the thing, and Dolph Lundgren wants just wants to kill, to kill the thing, right? Because that's what happens at the beginning. It sets that up. That could have been solved in like five seconds of still, of exposition. They, like, they, they land in Siberia. They walk around till it gets dark. They find the bear. Bear and, kills like, dude. Expedition over. Dolph Lundgren kills bear. So I guess that's that's a reasonable a reasonable get is to grab this guy who's like oh yeah he actually found the thing in like yeah. less than twelve hours. <laughs> but it's like I I know show don't tell but we didn't need the first eight minutes of that it it's just we did not need it. No, so, so he the only, it, I guess the only the only thing it did was set up the characters. Yes. He gets which his he could team, have done a hundred different ways. He, but he gets his team back. Because the the lawyer offers him like a shitload of money or something, I don't remember why. <laughs> and he goes. Yeah, to I don't China, remember why either. Finds out finds out that okay, something's been eating people at the work site. Dolph Lundgren has also been hired by the government, maybe, but like he's also on the job, and he's going to kill the giant lizard. But our hero is going to try yeah, to that, just. That's capture right. It. It's, it's kind of murky as to who is. Because mm-hmm. I think the 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 whoever the like the company. And I guess by company, I would assume the Chinese government like hires, yeah, Dolph Lundgren there, and also this other guy is there too. Like, there's a competing expedition. So I guess. So let's. Oh, it's aquatic too. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's in a lake, and it's the yanking people in the lake. So it's it's got some. Obviously, there's some jaw. They're going for a little bit of jaws, and then like they they go out on a speedboat at night looking. For, no, they were on. <laughs> they were on a rickety rickety traditional yeah. boat and then Dolph Lundgren's team comes up on a speedboat lizard attacks uh he Dolph Lundgren speeds off and leaves one of his team members to die so she realizes he's an asshole joins our hero's team and they they they're underground tunnels and they go in the tunnels and the lizard is there but also it's mommy and they they <laughs> it's the the classic Lake Placid switcheroo <laughs> they capture it and Dolph Lundgren maybe dies we have set up that sequel. Yeah, we forgot uh, the uh, the school scene. Remember? Well, the, we'll get because there's that. a video. Just, there's a video of the monster. I just wanted to give a brief overview. So there's your. And they there's have your, that's a movie about catching a giant lizard. Yeah, it's and it's not an established. You know, you know, it's not a real crypt. No, and so like it's called legendary, <laughs> but even in. In the film, there's no legend of this creature. It just showed up when they started. Uh, oh, like the digging that I, I remember that it's attracted. It, it like echolocates and it it, they, it can navigate with sound, and so it was right. being you know really like I think by, that's well associated yeah. with reptiles. Yes, totally. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and and so the the sound of the digging was upsetting it, so it was coming out to eat people. And we never got an origin story. No. Is this a naturally existing well, creature? Yeah. I figured that it was going to be the chemicals and the pipeline had nope. something to do with it. it but was just, no. It was just like in torpor. For, <laughs> just, just there. It was just chilling until somebody, like, till the Who's came and started singing all the Christmas songs and then it got pissed. <laughs> came out of its cave. <laughs> that I couldn't tell if it was a, that was a, a man-made set cave. <laughs> or an actual cave? I, I honestly could not tell because it didn't look—it didn't look real, but it didn't look fake. But I do remember saying this: that it was obviously really small, and they were making their like making the best out of this small cave. Yeah, just taking every possible angle they could to make it look bigger than it was, like the castle in Monty Python and the Holy we'll Grail. Just do a, we'll just do the reverse, and it's the the other half of the cave. Yeah, and then we'll do a Dutch angle. They'll never know the difference. <laughs> just a. I was disappointed. It wasn't bad enough to be fun. No, it was like... It and had, it wasn't good enough to be interesting in any way. It had it had some fun... It had some bad fun moments. Like, uh, when they, they brought... They brought a translator character in, and it was clear that, like, to shoot in China, you need to have this many of uh, Chinese actors in the film. So this... <laughs> For, like, X amount of time. Yeah, so, like, this chick is a translator because... You can't speak Chinese, but then it turns out the main character can speak Chinese. 
Yeah, at some point he just, he just can't speak speaking Chinese, Chinese, and all the Chinese actors, all the Chinese people speak English. Yeah, so pretty much. Uh, the guy says like two things to the guy fixing the boat. They they have to go about it. at one point. They have to do an, They have to look at the body. Okay, this is this is this was fun. The way they know that the giant cave bear is out there is because they find like a deer that it was that it was predating, and they oh, right. pull a humongous broken off tooth from the corpse of the deer. They're like, "Oh, this is a big one! Look at the size of this canine." Bears so then, always losing yeah, teeth. They it, just like sharks. They have just rows and rows that grow back <laughs> yeah, in because mammals do that. <laughs> yeah, they shed teeth constantly. Yeah, um, <laughs> o- o- omnivores slash uh, opportunistic carnivores like bears. They need their sharp teeth to grow in. The sarca- yeah, the sarcasm here is that mammals do not do no, that at all. If you didn't know that, <laughs> uh, we lose our teeth and they stay gone. Yeah, and- <laughs> which is why elephants die. So then they lose all their teeth, and that's why grandmas are real good at sucking dick. So I hear. So I hear. Good business decisions. So I hear. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um. Thanks, Don. So when they're in China, they have to go into like a a, a medical That's, examiner's office. They scam the guys. Like, yeah, I'm a I'm a a medical examiner. Here's this. They just kind of like wave a badge at him. Yeah, and the guy's like, Oh, all thank right. God, you're here. Okay, and it's then like he leaves the, the room. Board, so he could not like, care less. It, all the white people could come in too, and and they're digging around inside the corpse, and they pull out a giant fucking fang. It's, exa- it's probably the just abdomen. the same. Like they just modified the yeah. the prop from before. Like, just, oh, this is exactly just uh, just sand it down a little bit. You know, cut the root. You know, put put a little put a little crack in there. Very clever. Yeah, because that's that's what happens to all creatures when they bite things is they lose teeth. That's, lose teeth. That's how and, evolution. It's an evolutionary thing. Is great. It's great if everything you eat, you lose one teeth. You'll sure tooth. You'll surely survive to reproductive age. You know that exact same. Speaking of Lake Placid, that's in Lake Placid as well. <laughs> oh, so that's a, the first plot point. Is they find the body with a weird tooth in it, so and that's a, why the what's her name trope. comes from New York to <laughs> Maine to find the crocodile. So, oh, you know, I, I also forgot to point out that this uh, this cryptozoologist, professional cryptozoologist, has a really nice office in a high-rise building. Yeah, because he's a professional cryptozoologist. <laughs> and, like, his and whole... And his, uh, his office was 100% maps. His, his whole, I don't want to go into the field, okay, I will thing, it was it was like the, the kung fu movie, like, I will never use this style again, except it was I've... as dumb as hamster style from Orgasmo. <laughs> <laughs> I have too much Bigfoot-related uh, office business to take care of. My buddy died because <laughs> of this bear with big broken teeth, and so I'm just going to sit here in my maps, and I'm going to mope. I could have been like, sorry, I'm just too busy soaking up all the fame and attention from finding an actual cryptid. <laughs> <laughs> so they I get... don't want to go to China to look for your lizard. A- after they leave the, the site of the autopsy, knowing there's a giant toothed lizard... They they run into Dolph Lundgren again, who's on the case, and this this okay this guy is buff okay I'll give him that, but he's not <laughs> nine feet tall he's not even Drago, but he picks a fist fight with Dolph Lundgren who's like yeah, a foot and a half taller than him, got like eight love, pounds on him at least. What I loved about uh, Dolph is that whenever he he had to have he had to have, had to have some prop business in every scene. <laughs> He, it wasn't. It wasn't Dolph just like standing there. It was Dolph when he. Uh, it pops. He usually out a cigar. has. A, he usually has a rifle. Yeah. But every other scene, he either has like a cigar that he's chewing on and playing with, or he's got a drink that he's drinking on, or he's got something. It's like everything. He's like, I need give me something to do. I can't. I can't just <laughs> act. Have you seen He Man? I had a sword the whole time. Ah. <laughs> uh. Um, My favorite Dolph bit before I forget is at the end when he gets hit, the the lizard hits him and he goes flying. <laughs> and it's clearly, there's a lot of wire work in this because China. Yeah. And it's not good. So there's it wire is, work. It is and bad it's, wire work. It's in between good and bad. Like the bad stuff completely invalidates the good stuff because there's decent wire stuff in there. But mm-hmm. <laughs> like Dolph gets hit and he goes in like an opposite ballistic arc. <laughs> So he's flying, and then he kind of arcs up at the end and hits yep. the wall. Yep. 
And I just imagined that he was like, they're putting him in the rig. He's like, I do the wire gear. I do this wire gag once. I do it one time, one time only. And that's what happened. They did it once. It looked fucked up. He's like, I did it. I'm Dolph Lundgren. (laughs) I'm the one tech wire wonder. I have a master's in biochemistry from the University of Eastern Washington. Fuck you. That's right. Does he have one from Eastern? Yeah, he went to Eastern. Totally. Really? That's where it's, that's where his, that's what's so crazy is he's the only real scientist in this. He's a real scientist he in is. this cryptozoologist movie. And he speaks five languages. He's like remarkably intelligent and he always plays he's, a dumb asshole. He's like this meathead genius who's in this <laughs> dumbass movie about bullshit nonsense so there's a there's a line early on and i didn't i, I typed i typed it down because I, I had to and we we ragged on this dirt while we were watching it. i can't remember who said it or the context but one of these assholes goes biologists will tell you that every animal on the planet has been discovered that's right and i laughed at me that was like the first five yeah. minutes to but which no, i laughed no. immediately no, they uh, won't. that is incredibly untrue <laughs> that is the absolute opposite <laughs> of true nope science is done here that's it. Clean it up, boys. Close oh. the doors. Lock them up. We've already, we've already found all the Beatles. There's no more. Lights out. Darwin said, God love Beatles, but not that much. We found all the bats. We found all the shrews. All the ants, There's all the butterflies. No more, everything. No more fish. That's it. It's all. That's it. <laughs> Science is over. Just wrap it up. <laughs> and Dolph's over there like, you motherfuckers. I designed like half the valves on the ISS. <laughs> and then... And then Dolph later on is given like a speech to his his crew of evil cryptozoologists, and he says, "Humans are the only animals that lie." Which is like, <laughs> like the, the screenwriter obviously never has owned a cat. The screenwriter yeah. has never owned a fucking dog because the times they lie that, all the time. Like, yeah, d- a dog will like tear something up, and then you say, "Who did that?" And they'll just look in the other direction. Or they'll like look at one of the other dogs in the room. Like they fuck. They they yes. They lie. Let's let's look at the writers. Maybe this went from Chinese to English. It might have, or it might let's just be look. a line they thought sounded good. Oh no, Andy Briggs. Oh yeah, that I don't think that he guy. doesn't sound very Chinese. No, it it's it's like it's like I bet there's a movie somewhere where someone's like humans are the only animals that kill for sport. Like no. Again, cats. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, dolphins. Dolphins. Like, hey, I'm going to. Hey. And dolphins yeah. that like, let's murder it by raping it. Yeah. <laughs> we're going gonna, gonna to squeak it to death and then we're going to fuck it. fun. <laughs> let's play football with this baby porpoise. Goal. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Dolph, Jesus. He did, he did design something on the space station, right? I don't know. I don't remember. Did am, I, am I accurate in my. I don't know. I remember hearing that, that he... Dolph Lundgren. ...designed some kind of, like, valve or switch or something that's on the on the space station. Uh, like, he actually ha- he has a mechanical engineering uh, degree, right? Is it mechanical engineering? Chemical engineering. It's chemical? Okay. Yeah. You know, I swore, I swore he went to Eastern Washington, but I guess I was wrong. <laughs> he's a, he's a, a Cheney Eagle... Is that what they are, the oh, Eagles? okay. So he's got uh, University of Sydney, Master's in Science, Washington State. That's where he went. Well, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. So anyway. Wazoo. But uh, I'm not seeing any space, not station. No. no. Thought so. Oh, well. ISS. No. <clears throat> but he's still, he's a smart dude. Um, <laughs> still, yeah, way smarter yeah. than me. <laughs> he's like... <laughs> Kind of humiliating to think that a guy who sounds like that. I know it's totally it's totally unfair to to put that on somebody. Where it's like you sound weird, so you must be stupid. But it's like it's like Sylvester Stallone too is also not dumb, but sure does he? I know he wrote he, he wrote dumb? Rocky. People yeah. forget that he wrote it and won a best screenplay Oscar yeah. for it. Like the guy's pretty brilliant. Yeah, he just sounds like he actually has been punched in the head a bunch. Yeah. The, a lot of 80s movie star, like action stars are like that. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, not a stupid yeah, you man. You're going to tell me he's dumb? No. He made, his, <laughs> he made his first million before he ever got into acting. Through like, He like started a roofing company or something. Like, he was a millionaire yeah. before he was famous. I mean, think, about, think about that, where you come from. Uh, you, you, you're like, I'm going to go to America and become a, a success. And it completely blew that out of the water. Yep. Try going to fucking Austria and like, okay, first you got to learn German. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you got to be allowed to work. 
and then uh, become governor of one of their provinces or states or whatever they have. And be like the last rational Republican, maybe like the last one that I don't <laughs> fucking just hate immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So what else happened? Challenge, in this movie? challenge you. So we, uh, they saw Dolph, they started an ill-advised fist fight with Dolph. And then after that is when they went out on the boats. And again, like I can't overstate how rickety, like it, it was like a period piece <laughs> boat like you would see in a like in a in a in a chinese like a wuxia movie say like uh like chinese huck finn built it yeah they're like pulling it down the mighty mississippi (laughs) yeah and and then dolph lundgren comes up on a speedboat and uh then the lizard attacks and this is when we see our first good view of the lizard and it's and and my take was it looks like a a baby anole or or a little bit like Kermit the Frog. Like, it had kind of a Kermit the Frog head. I said baby water yeah, dragon. Yeah, and I looked up baby water dragon, and it definitely looks like a giant, giant baby water dragon. Because <laughs> that's, I think, what they base their animation on, too. And it looks just, like a baby water dragon, it's just, where it's all, you know, gangly with too big a head. It's swimming around, trying to eat people, and uh, then this is this is when... Dolph goes away and his teammate joins the other team because she realized what a dick Dolph Lundgren was. He left her for dead. The CGI bear at the beginning looks pretty good. Yeah, but they blew all their CGI budget on that bear. Like, obviously. <laughs> yeah. We got to get the fur right. Nobody will notice that the scales on the on the, the lizard suck. And it, it was dark. Yeah, true. They, they shot. It's You got to shoot around your shitty CG. Mm-hmm. And the, at the beginning, they shot around it. And, they, you know, that's environmentally because you, you could cover a lot of crimes if you set the you know if it's lit you know it's, <laughs> just do everything in the dark yeah and it looks great except the, for bear that. Looked, the bear looks really good and then they're the, doing this lizard like out running around in the daytime it's like, shit <laughs> it's, just, it's like it's it was not okay it's not reptile from mortal Kombat 95 bad but it's it's like a PS3 cutscene. Yeah, it's not a PS2 cutscene. It's a, it's a PS3 cutscene. We'll, we'll, it I'll looks better it. than Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not well, much. Uh, like, fucking everything looks better than Attack. The Abyss looks better than Attack of the Clones. <laughs> the Abyss that, is great. That Mothman movie we watched last year looks better than Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Attack, Attack of the Clones is just a whole bunch of shiny things fighting each other for two and a half hours. This is going to age well, right? Right. Yeah, it's going to look great. It looks sure, worse George. than the first one. Look, yes, George, it'll look great. Yeah, I, I love how shiny and gel-like all of these CG things are. This is this is my vision for the Star Wars universe. Everything looks um, like it's made of Jello. Our new our new game is naming Star Wars characters. <laughs> oh, like Bingo Delasha. This is Pad Paddy Whacker. <laughs> And he he is like um, he's voiced by you know that Irish guy because you know the name yeah <laughs> and he is a let's see what does he do he is an alien drunk <laughs> and he's also a cop he drinks a lot of Rhodian ale and eats desert <laughs> donuts uh, we had a whole list of. Yeah, I can't come up with any on the fly right now. But it's, we have it's a bunch definitely of it's stupid Star Wars names. It's a lot more difficult than cats' names, <laughs> but fun though. Blumple Stiltskin. There's a cat's name right there. Yeah, cats' <laughs> names are pretty easy. Really easy. Super believable. Okay. Yeah, like like uh, Pipple Flunkus. <laughs> oh, that's a great one. He's a good jellicle. So okay, so what happens at some point? Dolph Lundgren kidnaps the the protagonist and his and his ex his betrayed staff member, and like ties them up in a hut. And then I, I don't remember that. So I don't remember how it happened because I wasn't paying attention to that part. But I started paying attention when he he escaped. He was tied to a chair with his hands behind his back, and he escaped the ropes around his wrist. By burning them on a gas stove. Oh right, and the lady says <laughs> he's a he's zip tied, and the and the lady says you're gonna burn the shit out of your hands before the plastic melts. But then that doesn't happen. He no. just like pops them off, no problem. Yeah. And then I think <laughs> like, they what? blow up. They blow up the stove. Like something explodes and they escape, and it's a, it's a pointless scene. 
Oh, and they get chased by jumping dirt bikes. Yeah, fuck, I That's remember right. that. There was a chase scene, and they, they escape. I made a Karate a Kid car? joke. I'm trying to remember what they escape. They escape in some kind of vehicle. Mm-hmm. And then all the guys chasing them are just doing jumps. Yep. Sweet. You know, like when you're chasing somebody, you want to do lots of cool tricks. Yeah, that only works in a Mad Max movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mad Max, it's rad. Yeah, but it, in this, this one, it was kinda... just like, this was set in nominally the real world, just with a giant bear and lizard. <laughs> It's like, man, rural China has a lot of kick-ass jumps. They just build ramps everywhere just so in case you got to chase some white people. Well, I guess that's what henchmen I – mean, they got to be doing something. Yeah. They got to so be – spend their day building kick-ass jumps. And training to look really cool. <laughs> Going to be like Evil Knievel next time we have to chase some dude. Make sure everybody wears a full-face motorcycle helmet so we can reuse stunt people. <laughs> And I can't unsee it now. Is that whenever there's a big fight, you put people in masks mm-hmm. or give them like huge beards so that you can reuse them later? And I see, I can't, I can't unsee it now. It's like, oh, cool. That that explains ninety all degrees of, outside. Uh, everyone's wearing a ski mask in this giant melee. All the the what was it? The crazy ninety nines. The the yeah. masked yakuza guys in <laughs> in Kill Bill. Because there's not ninety nine of them. Oh no. <laughs> so okay eventually they okay one, the guy one of the guys on the team the second in command maybe he's the tech guy he he's the one that realizes that it's sound that's upsetting the creature and drawing its attention oh right and so he makes a, a device yeah he makes he makes uh well he makes half a device right he's gonna he's, finish it on the way yeah, he's like i'm gonna make this and we if we drop it in the water it'll i'll play the you know the right frequency and it'll scare away the lizard yeah but then they're on the boat and he's still fucking working on it alternate plan let's leave 15 minutes later right after you finish the thing yeah no 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 <laughs> it's fine i'll finish it in time shit yeah. like it's a, it's the dumbest way to build narrative tension perhaps i've ever seen <laughs> Pretty stupid. That they couldn't just wait because they know their boat's going to attract the lizard as soon as the propeller hits the water. It was just like a speaker with, what, like a 9-volt wired to it? They dump in the water? Yeah, pretty much. It just looked like, yeah, it looked like a loudspeaker from like a high school football stadium. (laughs) They just pulled it off the pole and... So Do they go straight from there to the cave? Almost. I don't remember what happened in between. It's it's super forgettable. I should have taken notes. Yeah, it's not really. I wasn't gonna. Come on, who am I kidding? I don't take notes on anything. Ever. <laughs> I mean, it's dumb. It's really dumb. But it's it's not trying to be bad. It's they're trying to do the best job they can. They're just not very good at it. And and it it's not so like you said like you said a minute ago like it's not so bad. You would never MST three K this movie. It's not that bad. It's there's a there's so many movies that fall in this category where I'm, I'm expecting it to be terrible and, mm-hmm. and goofy, and it's just competent enough to be like, eh. yeah, like it's it's eh. incompetent, but it's not it, it's not Plan Nine from Outer Space, and you know it's not Ed Wood incompetent. I'm still disappointed, and I went to Doom in the theater for that exact purpose to mm-hmm. just be entertained by some hot garbage, and it was just good enough to be forgettable. Uh, have you seen the new Mortal Kombat yet? Disappointed. I have not. Oh, I really liked it. It's it was just it was my kind of stupid. Yeah. Like it was it was not a smart film, but I don't I never got the impression it took itself too seriously. Like there are characters like Liu Kang is being very serious and grave, but then every time somebody would say something that was attempting gravity, Kano would just be like, Well, yeah, you're a right fucking cunt and <laughs> just like <laughs> pop the air out of like all of it. And it has some really great fight scenes. It's yeah, I I liked it a lot. I'm hoping it does get a sequel. I'm in the minority. I've I can tell from the internet, but I really liked it. I watched something where the, they were going to review the the CG in it in the trailer, mm-hmm. and the predict the trailer prediction. The one guy goes, "I bet uh, there's going to be some, you know, fatality related." Like Sub Zero rated stuff in the trailer, and but then at the end, we're going to see Scorpion, and he's going to say, "Get over here!" And then it, it was exactly <laughs> yeah. he exactly predicted what the trailer was going to be. Yep. And so instead of analyzing it, they mostly just laughed <laughs> over the whole thing because the guy was so spot on. There, there's some pretty good fatalities. 
Uh, it's yeah, I liked it. I I recommend you watch it. But back to this dumb movie. So they get to the they get to the very small cave, and they have built a capture device for the lizard. And then they realize right. that did they have that on the boat with them? No. But was but, it like oh we're gonna build it when we get? I there. don't remember. They got it in there somehow. Because suddenly there's a big ass cage yeah. in there. And and then they they see the lizard and somehow they <laughs> I have realize to say, it's clearly not big enough for the lizard. Yeah. They realize it's a baby. And so it definitely is not big enough for the like the mommy lizard that comes out shortly thereafter. Well, it's and, clearly not big enough for the one we've right. seen before in the movie. Dolph Lundgren shows up and the the good guy tries to keep him from killing the baby lizard and the mommy lizard and then the mommy lizard sends him flying into a wall with another one take <laughs> with <laughs> one take wire defies, work. He defies gravity once again. He flies in an arc, but like, the wrong direction. He gets slapped with a paper fan and then flies 13 feet in the air across the room. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's not good. Oh, a guy gets eaten. Yep. None of the good guys get eaten, though. The good guys all make no, it out alive. No, they all survived. Yeah. And then at the very end, you, you, you had to go, but the, I assume you finished it. And oh, like, I did, yeah. They, what, they then, somehow um, caught the lizard and then rehomed it, and they were sitting in like a like a like an elevated tiki hut. Yeah, is that, is that what happened? They yeah. caught it? Yeah, they caught it, and they did it, it, it. Yeah, and then they were like, okay, here's the reserve where we put it. And then this big reveal that who gives a fuck that the 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 the, the funder, like the mysterious guy who was paying money for the expedition, was the lawyer who was pretending to be the lawyer representing the funder, like this bumbling British guy who was along for the oh. whole ride and served zero I don't purpose. remember that at all. I remember yeah. them being in what I imagine the A the aviary resort from the Jurassic Park book looked like. <laughs> yeah. They're in that. And like then a, uh, so they're in a fucking Ewok village. Yep. And then the, the main character's like, but, but what about our funder? Wait a minute. Is it you? And it's like, Oh, I just couldn't bring myself to tell you, but uh, I have our next, I have our next expedition ready right now. And there's only so many characters. Yeah. <laughs> and yet there's still too many why... characters. Melissa's really good at figuring out the twist in Law and Order mm-hmm. because she just looks at me and goes, there's only so many characters. <laughs> Go, yeah, you're right. It's, it's not like a, it's the one thing I, I really do not like about Seven is that it's like, oh, it's Kevin Spacey, the guy you haven't seen at all in this movie before. <laughs> he's, he's the guy doing the murders. It's like, oh, okay, cool. You don't like that it wasn't really a twist, that it was a new character? It's just kind of like, all right, sure. It's that guy from the stairwell we kind of saw a little bit once. <laughs> I like B. I like it when I should have figured it out, but I didn't. Yeah, that's kind of what I like. Not so you, uh, just oh, it's this guy. Who? So you you want to imagine yeah. like Gwyneth Paltrow putting a giant bladed dildo on a man and forcing him to fuck <laughs> a prostitute to death? <laughs> that would have been a pretty pretty awesome twist. Yeah, that it was his wife the whole time. Because that never would have occurred to me ever. What's in the box? But that's already a character we've seen. What's in the box? Kevin Spacey's head for some reason. <laughs> we've never <laughs> haven't seen him at all. Or he turns around and and uh, uh, Morgan Freeman's gone, and then it's his head in the box. Oh no! What? Or it's his own head. It's an Empire Strikes Back situation. And it was all just a dream in the in the swamp cave. Yep. And then Morgan Freeman's like, this is why you fail. <laughs> so that's the end of the movie. That's pretty much it. I don't, I don't think I missed well, anything. Well, no, they set my... up the next one. Yeah, they do. Because it's a pterodactyl. Yeah, uh, which it never did get a sequel shame. Big, big shame and surprise. Um, No. Oh, you asked, like, okay, so what is this lizard? Is it... Is it anything? And we came to the conclusion that no, it's just a new species of. No, no. That's why I have this note here. Here's what I have the note. Huge ass lizard is just a new species because they see this huge thing and the guy's like, oh my God, it's a whole new species. And you're like, just a species? Like, that's right. I did like, say that. It's like a yeah. hundred times bigger than, than <laughs> any other lizard in the world. And you're, it's okay. It's just a new species. Okay. It's a new order, probably. Yeah, at least. Because it's clearly a lizard, but <laughs> no. We also said species, huh? we also said it yeah, might be a water. A, it's just a water dragon, but the size of a car. It might be a tuatara. Could be related to a tuatara. 
All right. It did look like an agamid. So yeah. could have been that. Maybe it's a new family. Maybe we'll go one step up. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's legendary. A movie two steps up. I skipped genius. <laughs> a movie named for a legend that isn't there in the movie or in the real world at all. Uh, have you watched Jurassic Park with your dinosaur friends from work? No, I haven't. So that when Grant asks what species is this and Dr. Wu says, uh, Velociraptor, you can yell, that's the genus, you dumb fuck. Thought you were a dinosaur scientist. That might be fun to do a movie night with all the paleo people and just make them. No, make them watch Jurassic World. Ooh. Because it's also a, it's also a, it's a bad movie in addition to having a bunch of dumb paleontology. People are bored with dinosaurs. It's like, oh, right, because people are bored with zoos, and that's why they're still super popular, even right. though it's been the same animals we've known about the whole time. That movie was one of those flicks that you could you could tell that it went through about 87 different rewrites with three new writers apiece. They're just like, just like plot threads that they dangle out there and forget about constantly. Shitty characters. Everyone, everybody in it is dumb and awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, hate Jurassic World. And everyone's like, yeah, but the, the, the Velociraptors and the T-Rex, they, they, they fight the big other dinosaur. Yeah, that, I, that's not enough for me. It's a team up. It's like, it, if, if, okay. Uh, My, also, the, how does the, the whatever it's called, A, know about thermal cameras? Because it's really B, smart. know that it needs to defeat them. It's really smart. Like, part of my reason I like Mortal Kombat is because it's big, stupid, fun, like, fun, stupid fight scenes, a lot of fatalities. Like, I don't expect it to be a smart movie, but Jurassic Park is so fucking good. If you're going to do a sequel to it, you can't do a big, stupid-ass action movie. And also, Mortal Kombat didn't really have any hanging plot threads. You can argue about, like, how good you thought the plot was, but it wrapped itself up. (laughs) This is a pretty tight story. Like, they didn't, they didn't... The the characters pretty much you know went through some arcs and 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 you know it's it's the same thing you can say for the original Mortal Kombat movie is there's combat yeah and it's mortal, it's mortal. people die <laughs> but ah oh, fuck anyway so how did how did Goro look in this one pretty damn good yeah he was we've come, we've come a little ways yes. since 1990 whatever I I still I think the Goro uh, animatronic like, I think the practical Goro was pretty good. For the for when it came out, it was uh, it was decent. But CG Goro is pretty good, and because he's CG Goro, they you know they they dress him up a little more than like they do in the current games, where he's not just four armed Ninja Turtle hand man in a loincloth. You know, he's like got some armor and <laughs> shit. He looks pretty cool. And Ninja uh, Turtle hands, yeah, that's <laughs> that's what he looks like. Yeah, he totally has Ninja Turtle hands. Kung Lao was in it with his fucking slicey hat. I don't remember. I don't remember that character. Oh, really? He's he's oh, he's got the hat with the blade on it. See an original two Mortal Kombat. Ori- two. Oh, okay, yeah. He's in it. Of course, Raiden's in it. And here's so the, he's the really odd job. The re- right. The really funny <laughs> thing about the guy who played Raiden is that he is Japanese. Good on them, but he has the same kind of raspy voice as Christopher Lambert. Just with a Japanese accent instead of a French one. <laughs> was Christopher, was he Raiden? He was Raiden. One? He was Raiden. Oh, that's funny. I could not remember what character he was. I knew he was in it. Liu Kang, you must go to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> the heroes of Earthrealm must win against Outworld. There can be only one. <laughs> Is there anything else to talk about this dumb movie? I don't think I'm so. I'm so disappointed that yeah. it wasn't stupider. I'll pick the next one. I'll pick a really dumb Oh, I've got a whole list of good, good. Of movies that were produced by a character named Let's see what was it? Was it Ron Bonk? <laughs> Which is an incredible name to begin with from the uh the West Hollywood Bonks. Yes, I'm familiar Ron with them. Ron Bonk. Here's here here's a, a sampling. <laughs> He did Blind Cop 2, <laughs> Zilla Foot, Trash Exploitation, which is hard as hell to say. Let's see. Uh, a sex Squatch. Oh, yes. Oh, that's happening. 
which we need to we probably need to see sex squatch yeah close encounters of the inbred redneck kind no nah, i can i can live without that one that's this just cannibal holocaust that close encounters of the inbred redneck kind that's just hillbilly <laughs> elegy that's all return that return to blood fart lake <laughs> how is that not a trey parker matt stone production Deathbone, Third Blood Part 7, colon, The Blood of Deathbone. That sounds like an adult swim production. Oh, there's the, the original Terror at Blood Fart Lake. <laughs> uh, Ski Wolf. Okay. Uh, I'm skipping some. I'm just giving the most exciting title. Satan's Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. Why not? Let's see. Uh, oh, cause this is because Melissa watched Razor Teeth at work the other day, which is a like shot on video... Uh, video piranha movie razor what razor teeth oh okay it's a and it's a right like, it's a it's a bonk production <laughs> yes, a, bonk ron film, bonk. a ron bonk film uh, i gotta look up ron bonk uh, planet of the erotic ape no thank you insaniac that's <laughs> chris uh... that's his real last name <laughs> this one just called Gut Pile. House Shark. Oh, yeah, he wrote House Shark. <laughs> Empire of the Dead. Aspiring Psychopath, executive producer. He had the story idea for Terror at Blood Fart Lake. <laughs> he produced... He produced Last House on Hell Street. <laughs> You know, I think somewhere I've I've I saw a I read a really in-depth review of Sex Squatch. I think <laughs> I love this guy already. Uh, I I want to do a quick review of the Hulu documentary called Sasquatch, which I live texted oh, right. a little bit of last week. Hulu has been aggressively suggesting that to me. It's uh, well, they're I think they're aggress- aggressively suggesting it for everybody. I think it's they they think it's going to be there making a murderer or something. <laughs> Holy shit, that looks, here's the plot summary for Sex Squatch. A group of friends having a deflowering party for their friend are being stalked by a horny Sex Squatch named Stink Fist. <laughs> and a sidekick that smells of marmalade. Oh, poor Paddington. How'd he get roped into this? <laughs> He's so heartwarming and they put him in Sex Squatch. Oh, it's... It's probably barely watchable. Probably. So so Sasquatch is not I, – I kept reading really good reviews of it. And I was like, okay, this sounds like it might actually be worth a watch. And, okay, I want to caveat this by saying I was only halfway paying attention. I was also playing a game on my Switch at the same time. Uh, Where are you playing? I don't remember. I don't remember. So it's uh, – it starts off as a documentary about Sasquatch. There's three episodes, and most of the first episode, like Jeff Meldrum is in it. He interviews uh, 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 a Gimlin of Patterson-Gimlin fame, and he interviews Bob Hieronymus, the guy who was in the suit. Oh, yeah? Who's it, dead now? I thought no, he, no, I thought he was, too. He's still alive. He's still alive? Yeah, because oh, this, is, this is, was produced oh, just Hieronymus like in the last Bob year. Bob is still around? Hieronymus Bob's still around, and I guess he he only realized in the last few years that he lives right down the road from fucking Gimlin. I, I, can't, I can't remember his first name, but... Um, yeah, so they interview both of them, uh, but the the... the Impetus for this guy who labels himself a a gonzo journalist, which is like I think only Hunter S. Thompson really gets to have that yeah. name, and also he's, he gets he's he is the one and only yeah, and and even then journalist. kind of fuck yeah. Hunter S. Thompson at the, at the same time. Like this guy calls himself that yeah he's and like, no and he, one has ever called him a gonzo journalist no, that's how he introduces himself no and, and, and like he's, he calls himself that a couple of times and also an independent journalist and it seems like he has some bona fides but he kind of like he, he just like talks like a fucking moron it's, it's it's kind of the Dolph Lundgren problem he talks like a SoCal like surfer burnout moron I the trailer really the trailer turned me off yeah I don't think he's a, like stupid but he does sound stupid but he uh in the early 90s, in like 93, he was living or spending some time and maybe doing gonzo journalism, I don't remember, on an illegal cannabis farm in the forests of Northern California. 
And he heard this story about guys who were torn limb, limb from limb out in the woods working on a different farm, and supposedly they were killed by a Sasquatch. So this is what he starts to investigate. And he go and he doesn't admit this to like the third episode that like he doesn't actually believe in Bigfoot. So he produces it as if it's kind of about Bigfoot and he's going to see if Bigfoot killed people. But clearly the whole time he's known like this is going to get darker and seedier. And it turns out that like there was a there was a motherfucker who was operative in the area at the time who was known to be pretty brutal, whose nickname was Bigfoot, who might have had something to do with it. Um, but he starts to kind of trace down the, the, the like the he pulls the illicit strings of the early '90s illegal pot business in Northern California, and the first main witness and source he has is a guy named Razor. <laughs> At no point do we find out what Razor is a nickname for. He's just Razor. Yeah, why not? Uh-huh. And, and then so, at the – I liked the episode where they discuss how they found really giant tire marks at the scene <laughs> and that it happened on a Sunday. Sunday. Sunday? Implying that Bigfoot may have been responsible. <laughs> We can see Just that, not that Bigfoot. By following the forensic evidence, we can see that all of the victims were on the edges of their seats. That's right. <laughs> they brought a whole seat, but I guess they only needed the edge. That's true. <laughs> uh, and when it when this thing ended, like he he chases down a bunch of different leads trying to figure out which of the drug guys murdered these three Mexican workers, and and then it ended. After three episodes, and it felt like it was just over. And I was like, okay, there's another one coming next week. They just released the first three. No, that's it. It just, like, comes oh. to a stop. So it's like every Netflix-type documentary where it's, what do you think happened? No, I, You figure it out. <laughs> at least it didn't go on for, like, ten episodes. Because there are so many documentaries stretch 90 minutes of content over ten hours. And it's... They got they got Bigfoot's idiot nephew to confess to the crime. <laughs> can I go watch wrestling? Yes, Bigfoot nephew. You can go watch wrestling if you say you murdered these three. Okay. Your mom can come pick you up if you just sign this confession. Just sign this. Mom, mom okay. foot's waiting in the car. All right. <laughs> Be signed. So should he have like an adult or a lawyer? Don't worry about it. No, he's a Bigfoot. They don't have rights. He watches wrestling, not Law and Order. <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, so yeah, I don't really recommend it. Uh, it was not. It didn't. It didn't. Obviously, did not hold my attention. Like I tried to watch to, to like pay attention, and then I was like, uh, I'll keep this on in the background. I, I'm not going to watch it because if there was even the hint, hint of a rumor that there had been a Bigfoot killings, I would know about it. Well, because, so Razor like, knew about it. What do you have to say about just that? Like some neighborhood bullshit. Razor that is obviously just a fucking drug murder. Razor knew about it, and so yeah, there you go. Bigfoot killed three guys in Northern California in 1993. Because Bigfoot, fun fact: Bigfoot uh, doesn't like marijuana. No, no. So Bigfoot is probably He's just the nickname of some skinhead who lives in the woods. That's kind of where it went. <laughs> but I, Yeah, I assume that's what it is. It's just you had the mixture of brown people and drugs mm -hmm. and some guy who lives in the, in the woods killed some guys. There was, uh, there there was a, a compelling chunk in the second episode where he went into just how bad the drug war got in that area in the early nineties and how like they, they flew in the fucking national guard with, you know, military grade shit that they're actually trained to use. Unlike the cops who have it <laughs> yeah, and just how fucked up that, that was how serious they, they got with the zero tolerance, the, the eradication of marijuana policy over, over marijuana, right. which is hilarious to me. Hilarious. And <laughs> like, ah, uh, fucking vodka, vodka's a drug. <laughs> Yeah, the weed. Come on now, Richard. On. Richard Nixon, baby. If it's we make so silly, if we associate uh, hippies with marijuana and black people with heroin and make them yeah. both illegal, that's how we take control of the country's consciousness. And he was kind of correct. Well, associating people of color with weed goes back to like the twenties. 
<laughs> Smoking one of them jazz probably, cigarettes. Probably before. <laughs> With the, those Negroes and their reefer cigarettes. Yep. And jazz. <laughs> How dare they. So I finished a book a couple of weeks ago called The Jazz of Physics, which sounded really good. It's a, a, a professional jazz musician slash physics PhD. Like he's a physics professor and a jazz musician. And he was kind of, the book was sold as here's my thinking about how I analogize between music theory and, and, you know, theories of everything and physics of the universe. And there were certain parts where it was that, and it was really, really compelling. And then he would just talk about jazz for like a half a chapter at a time. And it got to be like the part of Moby Dick where he just talks about how whales are fish for 10 pages. It's like, (laughs) it was like by turns really compelling and one of the most pretentious fucking things I've ever read. And I like listening to, to jazz. I don't mind jazz. And I've always wondered why some people absolutely hate it. And I get it now. I fucking get it. I don't care for it. Uh, Because the people that... Is it going to upset uh, me? Probably not, but no no thank you. The people that really like jazz uh, uh, just sew up their own asses with jazz. Okay. We're at 50 minutes. We talked about our movie and a bad documentary. And Oh, and a last minute news update. Last minute for us. It's actually been something something I've been forgetting to say for like two months now. Do you remember the big, the Oklahoma Bigfoot bounty? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It is somehow up to over $2 million. Really? Yeah. Uh, It's keep it going. Yeah. Get it up there. I guess we're doing a GoFundMe to pay off the guy who who killed Bigfoot now. I don't care. Bankrupt Oklahoma paying out Bigfoot bounties. I don't care. Because it's not going to happen. You think Oklahoma has $2 million sitting around in their state coffers? No, make it four. So what? It's like they're going to have to pay it. So, okay, so originally, this is from early March, originally Justin Humphreys' plan suggested lawmakers set aside a $25,000 bounty. State tourism officials are now developing a Bigfoot promotional campaign that includes license plates, decals, an annual commemorative tracking license, and Bigfoot checkout stations. I am totally getting the license. I'm, I'm never, I'm, I have no plan on going to Oklahoma, but I'm getting that Bigfoot hunting license. If you've ever been to Oklahoma, uh, where is Bigfoot hiding? In Oklahoma. I wish I knew. Oh, well, the panhandle, obviously. It's like in the woods. <laughs> Where? Direct me to the woods in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. They're over there. They're the only ones we've got. Yeah, there's four of them right there. Four woods. So that's four trees. Yeah, yeah, woods, you know. That's what we call them in Oklahoma. Let's check it out. Should take us upward of. We're done. <laughs> Shit, I didn't find Bigfoot. We looked behind all of them. No <laughs> luck. Like, unless it's a subterranean Bigfoot, I'm not too worried about him being found. You have to go into the too small cave and find Bigfoot and his large mother. Just pick the worst state for where Bigfoot should be. And eh, I think Nebraska might be worse. There's a whole clump of states, all of them connected to each other, <laughs> where there's where like, there is no Bigfoot. Right. And I live in northern Indiana, so I know from empty flat land, and there's room for Bigfoot around where I fucking live. <laughs> Just stupid. It's all the states where, like, the states where it's even remotely reasonable, like, no. <laughs> but Oklahoma, Bigfoot hunting license to a $2 million bounty. You get a Bigfoot car decal. You get a Bigfoot checkout station. We'll get a Bigfoot hat. It says Oklahoma Bigfoot Festival. Make sure you stop at the way station to check in your Bigfoot tag. <laughs> if, you're, if you're Pontiac Aztec that you're going to capture Bigfoot in weighs more than 3,000 pounds, you have to pay an extra Bigfoot tax. Although now I want to get just some, like, a Bigfoot you don't even have to make the whole thing. Just have the feet and a little bit of leg and a tarp <laughs> and like roll into like a deer, a, a, a game check station. In Oklahoma. The feet sticking out like um like Harry and the Hendersons and roll up to like a game check place uh-huh. and say like, hey, uh, I filled my tag. You guys want to check this out? <laughs> so I do not understand. You're driving down the interstate with what's clearly a Bigfoot tarped on the roof of your... 
<laughs> the roof of your car. Oh, sh- okay. Here's where the two million came from. An upcoming Hollywood Bigfoot movie pledged around two million, and another private business promised an additional one hundred thousand for the person who catches Bigfoot in Oklahoma. An upcoming Hollywood Bigfoot movie. I wonder where they're shooting that, Canada. <laughs> I like if I didn't know that we didn't do this, I would be like. Did we call them up? Like, hey, this is a uh, good hold. Hold for Mister uh, Herven, producer Hervenstein. Hi, this is uh, this is uh, Jimmy Hervenstein from Hollywood. We're making a big Hollywood Bigfoot movie. We'd like to add two million dollars to your Bigfoot bounty to cross promote our Hollywood Bigfoot movie. But only if you waive the out of state fee for my Bigfoot tag. <laughs> We're gonna film the it's Bigfoot too expensive. movie in your woods. Yeah, what's Oklahoma's incentive up to? <laughs> Can you cut our Bigfoot movie tax? Well, hey, maybe they'll shoot it in Montana because they just, like, doubled their incentive. Not shooting it in Georgia. No one's shooting shit in Georgia. Nope. Well, except uh, um, fucking... They're what? still shooting stuff in Georgia. Yeah, but what's... The guy, the who, people who are like, "Ugh, it's too expensive to shoot anywhere else." We don't care what they do. Well, they're doing they're doing Black Panther two in Georgia because Ryan Coogler was like, "Like, I set the whole thing in Georgia. It's kind of important to me that we do it." Like the whole the last movie was all shot in Georgia. I'm going to talk relentlessly about how shitty their laws are, <laughs> but we're still going to shoot. Yeah. yeah, but like it's kind of important to me we shoot it in Georgia. It's way too expensive to pull out now, so. <laughs> That's. I assume there's a little bit yeah, of that too, probably. Uh, and and the free you can't pass up the free Coca Cola and and <laughs> cheap Delta flights. Yeah, Delta Hub. <laughs> Plus all our shits there already. Yeah, we already built the sound stage. We can... look. Look, we had to completely rewrite this movie when Chadwick Boseman died. We are not moving the production. <laughs> yeah. We don't care if they bring Jim Crow back as long as we get to save a couple million bucks. <laughs> um, speaking of Chadwick Boseman, it seemed like in the Oscars last night, they they put the award he was supposed to win last because he was supposed to win. And then they then they gave it to Anthony Hopkins. So he was still nominated. Right? He was nominated. He was nominated posthumously. I didn't know. I didn't watch it. I don't care. Um I read about Nobody, it. When somebody I know is there, then I'll be all about yeah, it. I read about it. I don't really care about the Oscars either, but I always check up after it to find out, like, okay, who won this? Who won? Best documentary went to that one on Netflix where that weird South African guy definitely wants to fuck that octopus. <laughs> my octopus. what that is. My octopus teacher watched the trailer for it on Netflix. They've been pushing it hard <laughs> for the last couple of weeks since it's got since it got the nomination. It's funny that I, don't, I hardly ever open Netflix <laughs> lately. This man wants to fuck this small octopus so goddamn badly, and he made a two-hour movie about it. It won best doc. Who? And then well, best picture. The, when does the anime adaptation come out? <clears throat> it came out uh, in the nineties. It was called La Blue the, Girls. <laughs> Uh, came out <laughs> the the best picture went to Nomadland, and I asked a friend of mine who's like kind of a, a bigger uh, John, who's been on the show before. He's uh, like more of an Oscar type uh, season buff than I am. I kind of used to be, and then I fell off of it. He said he watched about twenty minutes of it and then turned it off. He's just he's not in the mood for more movies and stories about white people who refuse to change with changing economic times. <laughs> and so he's gonna go live in a van. And he, yeah, so he made it sound kind of like like a classier hillbilly elegy, where hillbilly elegy is like really ham fisted. Look at all these rednecks and how bad their life sucks. <laughs> yeah, so eh, probably not gonna watch that one. Did appeal to me because I just good on the director for being the first, uh, not only Asian woman, but the first woman of color. Period, and like the just ninth only, woman this, ever. What the second? The second woman ever to yeah. win? Second woman ever, like ninth woman ever nominated. So good on her, but I have no interest in that film. That's wild over like 90 plus years of this crap. But... Yeah, but you got to remember that early on, they didn't want to nominate women so badly for things that Rin Tin Tin was nominated for Best Actor at one point. <laughs> and like at, at one point, I think a bear was nominated for an Oscar. They've always been a joke. We just pretend that they're not. Hey, maybe if they uh, start giving out Oscars for stunts, I'll watch. Yeah, that would be cool. They definitely need to add best stunts. Because they goddamn will deserve it. Yep. They work hard and die sometimes. And sometimes die. Yep. Sometimes for really shitty movies. All right. I'm going to call it. We're at an hour. Okay. Any any final thoughts? No. Nothing. Nothing left to say about Legendary. Nope. No thoughts right. left. Well, here we They're go. They're all out. Here we go. We're going to. 
Play some music. Ooh, this is a fucking crunchy beat. Funky. Hey, everybody, thank you for listening. We'll be back in another week or two with, uh, you know, another shitty cryptid thing that we'll make fun of. You can always find us online at The Hidden Zoo on Twitter, Hidden Zoo 69 on Facebook, Hidden Zoo 69 at gmail.com. And uh, rate and review us and leave us a nice note on Podbean or a comment or something and tell your friends about us. Because if you don't, we're going to be really sad. You don't want that. You don't want us to be sad. We're already depressed. (laughs) Don't make it worse. (laughs) 